I felt like I made like a choice. Like I want this, like I want this type of family and um, I want this type of life and not in a, I really don't think in a negative way. I think it was like a really good thing. Um, and it's just so interesting in moving forward. Like what are the things that really pushed me and made me rec- made me think that I wasn't enough? Um, because I think it's something I wasn't really conscious of. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast where we talk about exactly that every single week. Real life. Which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. So last week I had a three of my friends come over to my house and we talked about social media and how it affects us as women and moms. And if you haven't listened to it yet, um, go ahead and listen to it. It was so encouraging and I introduced each of the women. So this is just... Um, part two, which doesn't really have much to do with social media, but I just was like, okay, we have more to talk about. Um, Mm. And this podcast, I would love to talk about how we as women often feel like we're not enough and that lie and how we walk through it. Um, We were just, we're talking about it in my kitchen one night and I just was so encouraged to hear their vulnerability with it and how they have struggle with it and I'm not the only one in it. Um, and so I just wanted to invite them over and to open up the conversation. Cause I'm sure if you're listening, um, if you don't struggle with it on a daily basis, you have at some point in your life. And so, um, I just wanted to open up the conversation and talk about it. So just in case, if you haven't heard last week's, um, three of my closest friends that live on Maui are here. My friend Bianca and Sarah and Jess, and they are wiz- they are women full of wisdom, um, who really love the Lord, who seek him, who are full of his spirit. And I just so value their, um, vulnerability, how they walk life with me and their love for the Lord and their outlook on life. And I really trust them with my heart. I trust them with my kids and, um, things that I share with them. And so I'm just really honored that they're here tonight and willing to share their perspective and their journeys with this common thing. And, um, just to start off, you know, I think, um, feeling like we're not enough is something that women, most all women that I know struggle with it. And I'm not saying that men don't struggle with it, but I feel like primarily women do. And if I'm honest, if I'm totally honest with you guys, I don't, well, I guess I did struggle with it my whole life, (laughs) but I don't feel like I walked through life even having that vocabulary Mm -hmm. and even thinking those things. And as I look back, I feel like for sure, my eating disorder was not feeling like enough because of a lot of things in my life. Um, but I would never have said it in those terms until this last year. I did this um, Bible study 
called Mom Set Free. Um, that was just really life changing. And it really, the Lord just really did a work in me about showing me that um, I really feel like I'm not enough most days. Mm-hmm. And how it played out in my life this last year is I, I would say at least three mornings a week, I wake up in the morning feeling extremely anxious for the day um, because I am fearful that I won't be enough to get through the day. Um, I won't be enough for my kids. I'll disappoint somebody. I won't be enough for Jeff. I won't be enough even for what my expectations are for myself or what I feel like the Lord is calling me to do. What if I lose my temper with my kids? What if I'm impatient? What if um, I don't know how to handle a heart issue? Those things. And that's how it really has played out in my life as more of a fear issue. Um And going through this Bible study, it really just brought so much freedom. And um, I think a huge emphasis, and which I'll share about because I get to interview her tomorrow and she'll be on the podcast. But um, it really, she just really emphasized grace. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes in the Christian culture, we can throw that word around. But when we really dive into grace and the Lord's grace for us each day and his great love for us that is poured out on us. It's like, um, it just brings so much freedom. Mm -hmm. And so within that, for me personally, in my journey this year, realizing that when I wake up and if I'm honest and maybe I'm wrong, I don't feel like I do have what it takes to get through the day on my own Mm -hmm. as a human Um, Mm -hmm. in my own capabilities, I've lost my temper multiple times. I've been impatient. I've, um, failed people. I've been stuck in the corner crying, just like, I just need to get away for a little bit. But knowing that the Lord is with me and he pours out his grace on me and he will sustain me in those moments. And I have what it takes because he has filled me with the Holy spirit and he promises to sustain me in all things. And I think that brought so much freedom to me. And also a huge one that brought a lot of freedom was realizing. Um, and I know that I could have said this to you, but I didn't believe it that, um, if I mess up, if I lose my temper, if I don't handle things the way that I should, I can ask for forgiveness. And I think a lot of times I feel like, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I feel like I have to stay at a level where I wouldn't need to ask for forgiveness, which I guess is just a lot of pride. And I, so I think as a mom, realizing that I can ask my kids for forgiveness and that the Lord really does forgive me. And that's like a whole wave of grace because mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it right. I'm, I am, the kids are going to see me handle things wrong. And I think when I do ask for forgiveness, it's an opportunity for them to see humility. It's mm-hmm. an opportunity to see that mom is weak and, but God is strong mm-hmm. and God is glorified. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And even saying that I get like, the butterflies mm-hmm. in my tummy because I'm like, oh, but I want to be um, strong for my kids. And mm-hmm. like, but I think strength is the biblical, the, um, the biblical definition of strength is so much different than what we think it is. It's like on it flipped on its head that strength is humility. Strength mm-hmm. is asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Strength is being weak so that God is made strong. And so I know that's a really long intro, but I just wanted to intro in that saying that that is um, 
how this plays out in my life this year. And that's kind of where I'm walking through. Because I still have days where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And um, just really leaning into that grace. And so combating that lie that I'm not enough. So all that to say, I would love for you guys to introduce yourself again by just, you know, saying your name. Um, And then if you've struggled with this lie and how has it been played out? Maybe you can share about how it's been played out in your early 20s um, as a single person and now how is it being played out as a mom and a wife? Um, And I know there's so many different tiers to this. Um, But just if you guys could just bravely share your journey so that other people are like, oh, wow, like me too. Or even realizing, oh, like I do believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'll get into later about finding freedom in that. But I would just love to hear your guys's um, hearts of how maybe you have struggled with this lie. So this is Bianca. Um, And honestly, I would say I, up until a couple years ago, probably like year and a half, two years ago, I operated out of the lie that I wasn't enough. I believed it my whole life. Like I don't remember a time where I didn't feel like I wasn't enough. Um, I wasn't good enough for this or that, or I wasn't like this person or that person. And so I needed to do things to be seen, or I needed to change who I was to be more like this person for people to like me. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Am I making any sense at all? Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't until probably, and that just played out. I just like operated in that and I found my indent, like that's just who I was. And so I didn't know what it was to be quote unquote enough, or I didn't know what it was to be really known or seen because I operated out of a place of feeling like I needed to be parts of other people to, to be good enough. And then I didn't, I, one day I like crashed and burned and I was like, I don't even know what I like. I don't even know who I like. I don't know what I, and I have two kids and I'm married and I'm like, got to keep it together. Like I can't be this person. And that's where the Lord and my husband were like so good with me. We're like, we're going to go on a journey now. We're going to figure out who Bianca is. And um, it was hard because it felt selfish, you know? So I would say probably like a year and a half, two years ago is when that really, I started giving myself permission to figure out with the Lord who I was. Um, because it felt selfish in the midst of serving my family, which it was like, that's the best thing I could do because when I know who I am, who God made me to be, I can show up better for my people. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of like my journey, I guess, with feeling that way. And yeah, I mean, it played out in every aspect and I still sometimes struggle with it, but um, yeah. Um, oh gosh, there are just so many. Um, I think, and it's crazy. Like some of my earliest memories are like, even in school being like, okay, this is the girl that has all the friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And she likes 
this is gonna sound so ridiculous, but when you're in the fourth grade, it's not ridiculous. It's like, okay, she likes Tweety Bird. So I'm gonna love Tweety Bird. And then all these people are gonna really like me. Mm -hmm. And then moving into high school, right? Like the boy you like, likes a girl who dresses this way. And it's like, okay, well I want him to like me. So I'm gonna start dressing this way. Mm -hmm. And maybe that'll make him notice me. Or moving into like, you're, I got married at 20, but like moving into that, your 20s and being like, okay, well, I don't remember my early 20s just because of my kids were so close in age, but like moving into motherhood and being like, okay, the, this person's, it's almost like you start projecting it on your kids because you're like, this person's kids can do these things. Mm -hmm. Like my kid needs to do that so that I'm a good, I'm enough of a mom. Um, and it's just like this boulder, it's like weighing you down. And so, and I think it just, for me, um, I just put expectation on myself that was unspoken from other people to feel like, okay, well, if I met this expectation, then I'm enough. That makes sense. Then everyone's going to be happy. I, I'm dying inside, but everybody else is good. Mm -hmm. And then my life is enough. Our life is enough. It was worth all of it. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, it's pretty just easy stuff. Yeah. No, and that's so good. Do you feel like you, back then, you would have been able to say, I don't feel like I'm enough? Or did you not even have that? wording to say that I think I think what I felt was that everybody else was like this level and I needed to get there mm -hmm. um I needed to be worth it if that makes sense and so I don't think the word enough was really in my vocabulary but I just felt like everybody else is here and I need to rise up or I need to get it together to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I didn't have that vocabulary to it yet, but I just always felt everyone else was on a pedestal and I was like trying to rock climb my way up kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was me. Yeah, man, as you're talking, I'm just kind of processing over here and recognizing this is Sarah here but I'm recognizing how many layers there are to being enough there yeah. really are a lot of layers to it because when I really start to like reflect on my life and my choices and what enough really means to me for me it's like it's a little different but but I can like relate a lot to what you're saying too so I'm like wow there are so many layers to this and what is really what's uh, affecting me and i as I'm processing, I'm realizing for me, uh, what affects me is I feel like as a, like a little kid, I've always had kind of the certainty of what I wanted out of mm -hmm. my life. Um, just growing up in the family that I did and just really recognizing like, Hey, this is what I, this, this specifically, this journey is what I want. Um, again, for me, I became a, a believer like in, uh, like when I was like 11 or 12 and I, I felt like I made like a choice. Like I want this, like I want this type of family and, um, I want this type of life and not in a, 
I really don't think in a negative way. I think it was like a really good thing. Um, and it's just so interesting in moving forward. Like what are the things that really pushed me and made me rec- made me think that I wasn't enough? Um, because I think it's something I wasn't really conscious of, mm-hmm. you know, when those lies start to creep in. And honestly, for me, motherhood has been like the thing that has made me really doubt if I'm enough. Because I, I feel like going into motherhood, I'm like, I want this life, this specific life for my kids. I want them to feel known. I want them to feel loved. And when when people aren't responding the way that I think that they should respond or would respond to me as or like my kids is what I'm talking about. Um, my kids not responding to my parenting like the way that I expected or um, yeah, just how that really has for whatever reason pushed me like and made me question if I'm really am enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's been for me what's really exposed that part of my heart. And I think it was something that was obviously already there. That's why I'm having to deal with it. But for whatever reason, becoming a parent has really pushed those um, really expose those lies in my heart and something I've really had to choose to face. So. Well, quick question. Do you think that comes from, and I'm just thinking about, cause for mm-hmm. me, what makes me, what used to make mm-hmm. me question it the most was not my motherhood, but was my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like if am I enough for my husband? Mm-hmm. Do you think it partly is us putting those people like as our, quote unquote idols, but like Mm -hmm. they're the tell all be all if we're enough, Mm -hmm. like we're making them the voice of authority when it's the, should be the Lord. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, totally. I think that's like, that's definitely part of it for me. I'm still kind of trying to figure like, what is that? That as you're asking that, like, "Hmm, why do I do that? And I feel like with my, with my kids, it's, I feel like there has been a lot of things in my life where um, God has like so clearly like had so like it, it felt such like a clear like gift of grace over my life like our my marriage and um, I mean like being moved to Maui I like say being moved because like I really believe that was like a thing that the Lord did in my life and with my kids they're such a clear gift from the Lord mm-hmm. like that's like no doubt like their stories it's like wow Lord that was so you but it's something that that I'm helping shape and form. And so it's an automatic response. I think just as a human, like an automatic response to be like, this is the effect of my actions. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to look at it through that lens because there is truth in that. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, you know, are supposed to like proceed in our, in our parenting or with like wisdom and seeking guidance. So there's truth in that, but it's, but what the enemy wants to do is twist that lie and and turn it into like each struggle is all because of you. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely times as a parent when there is like my kid is feeling a certain way because we've been too busy. Yeah. Like oh, that's like yeah. that's on me. Yeah. But it's not the shame, right? No. That the enemy likes to twist it into like shame. Um but then like really like really being able to look at things through a clear lens because when we're going through like traumatic seasons like I mean this is that's an extreme word to use but like for me like toddlerhood was really hard with one of my children and um and so when you're 
going through those seasons, like our mind is a little bit weaker because we're exhausted and we're tired. And so just in like that weakness, we like, we really have to be like, I mean, it's kind of going off top, but like renewing our minds so that we have the strength to reject the lies because we're at such like, almost like an unarmed stage in life because we're tired. We're dealing with people's emotions like 24 seven. We're trying to like, be like the, the refuge, the safe place for our family. And so there's all kinds of barriers that aren't up in our mind because mm-hmm. we're just, we're kind of like, if we're not, you know, of course we could get into that, but like, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but just if we're not armed, like with the strength of the Lord, those, those lies sl- have just the ability to slip in. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know, hope that makes sense, but Hey, this is Jess. Um, so I, for me, like my journey of being enough is I grew up in like full-time ministry and just my life was all about pouring out to people. And so I felt like I could handle a lot. And I was, I'm very idealistic where I just, you know, I just, I don't know why, but, um, (laughs) but I, I, so I went into my life just having so many high ideals for what it was supposed to look like. And then I got into marriage with all these like, all right, I'm going to make dinner every night. Like my grandma, she's so funny. She, she always like taught us girls how to be wives. But later on in life, she told us that she learned it all from TV shows in the fifties. And I was like, (laughs) dang it. That's where it all came from. Um, I mean, she's an incredible wife, but, um, so I feel like you know, in the beginning of our marriage, I was like holding on. I was a really good wife. Like I was doing everything, just serving my husband full force, like pouring out to people. And then I became a mom and I just fell apart because it was just like this other pressure that came on. And I think because of that pressure, I, the Lord really showed me that like, yeah, I was trying to be enough and I was trying to like hold up to all these standards that weren't the Lord's standards for me. And I think that that, um, that moment of motherhood really broke that in me and real made me realize that like I was holding on to doing things perfectly. And, um, so when I, I did become a mom, just, I, I'm just realizing that I'm so weak and I, I get so frazzled and throughout all that, the Lord really showed me how I function and who I am. And just that I, I can't handle very much. And I, really came back to like whose standard of enough am I trying to live up to Mm -hmm. like is it the Lord's or is it cultures or is it you know these identities that I put up in my mind and um and also just operating in another woman's enough because I I feel like a lot of other women have different thresholds and sometimes we can look at their thresholds and be like okay that's the one that I need to operate under where like for me I I can't handle very much and but when I when I really pare down the things that I that are just overboard for me I feel like I can live out who God's created me to be as a mom and um and yeah like you said like we are we're so weak like God's power is made perfect in weakness and he wants us to depend on him and he wants us to um yeah like he created the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm come alongside us and back of us and to look ahead of us and tell us this is the way walk in it. And I think that sometimes we think that we can do everything. So we just shut him out. Um, but he brings us to those places where we're just so at the end of our rope mm-hmm. for that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
So I think what I'm hearing is that we as women struggle with this lie at different seasons of your life. And I think the Lord heals it and changes us and transforms us. Um, And then he has like deeper levels of, okay, now I'm going to go this deep with you. And I feel like being a mom really exposes this lie Mm -hmm. more than, I don't know if you guys would say that more than any other season. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is just what we're saying. Like, um, I think you're the most known it's 24 seven. Um, and we're raising people. We're like discipling kids. It's not just, um, I put in this work and I get this out. It's like a, and I think, so anyway, I think there's a lot that goes into, being a mom and then not feeling like enough. And, you know, when you have, um, toddler tantrums or seasons that are really hard or discipline issues. And I can only imagine what will happen later when more heart issues, deeper heart issues come out. Cause all of our kids are like six and seven and under. Mm. Um, and so anyway, what am I, So I think this lie of not feeling like enough is very common. And I think as a mom, just what you were saying, Sarah, like we are especially weak in this season because we're exhausted Mm -hmm. and um, we're raising people. And so how have you guys learned to maybe realize, oh, I'm feeling like this or I'm fearing this to recognize it more quickly? And how have you found freedom from this lie and obviously it's a journey and it's like maybe we'll be really great for a season and won't struggle with it but then i'll just all of a sudden like wash over us um so what areas have you found freedom and what things have you really clung to that have been so encouraging Mm -hmm. in this um this fight Mm -hmm. just like you know spiritual battle i think sometimes the enemy can throw this lie at us Mm -hmm. too when we are tired when we are weak Mm -hmm. when we're doing kingdom work um Mm -hmm. and maybe not seeing the fruit of it right away Mm -hmm. i think for me something that's really helped is our family like my husband is really leading our family right now in hearing lies very quickly and like speaking them out loud as soon as we hear them where before and not just with me but with like my boys and so and they're older because they're six and seven so I mean they can kind of understand it and like talk about it more than they could have put words to as like a four three or four year old But like we have this chart in our house that's like smiley faces and it's like on a scale of this one, like happy to like sad, how close do you feel to the Lord right now? Mm -hmm. And then we have all these words. It's like, are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling tired, frustrated, not seen? And on the other side, it's like, are you feeling seen, known? And like literally throughout the day, we'll sit down and go through that chart and it like we do it more for the boys but then for me I'm like I'm getting so much out of this because I'm feeling like a sad face right now and and we go through and we say like okay like what is what is making me feel that way I'm feeling overwhelmed okay what's the lie of overwhelm what's the you know and so to combat not feeling enough it's just having that truth around all the time 
and just being like hyper aware of the lie that I'm hearing or believing and then like literally speaking it out loud and speaking truth back into it, Mm. asking God like, what do you want me to know about this lie? Or what do you, you know, what do you want me to know right now? And I think as a mom with my two olders, like the last night I said something about being ashamed. And from the other room, my seven-year-old goes, no shame, mom, no shame. Cause we say that to them all the time. Like when they make a mistake, we say, Hey, no guilt or shame. Like this is what we're learning. And so to hear him yell it back to me, I was like, okay, that's right. Like no shame. And so, um, but something that I am struggling with right now is I have a lot of fear of stepping back into the newborn and baby season mm-hmm. and toddler season and all of that. Cause it's been a minute since I've been in it. Mm-hmm. And so wondering like the last toddler season was really, really, really hard for me and being like, okay, am I going to be able to like hold my sanity through mm-hmm. this toddler season? Yeah. Um, And I feel like the Lord is really sweet in that during this whole pregnancy, he's been like, and I talked about it when we talked last, but talking about abiding and like really like just drilling that in my brain and really pulling me closer in relationship and abiding with him before I enter that season. And he's so sweet to do that. Um, So I think just remembering that and then speaking truth out loud has just changed so much for me in that feeling of not enough and saying like literally saying to my husband like I feel like I'm not enough in this right now for you Mm. and being so honest and open that he can turn around and be like no you're great doing a good job (laughs) we got this and then we move on you know Mm. so I don't know it's a lot of feelings at the moment but I love having my seven-year-old so good. Yell things back at me like that. Aww. Yeah. This, do you think feeling like you're not enough is a shame issue? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I nodded yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we probably. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Because yeah. I think yeah. when you say that, it becomes much more. Mm-hmm. Um weighty yeah. like oh wow i'm putting this shame on me or yeah, i'm believing wow. this shame because mm-hmm. when i hear shame i'm like oh that's not up the board but when i'm like mm-hmm. oh i don't feel like enough today i'm like yeah da, da, you know mm-hmm. so i think when we just call it out it feels much more like oh yeah that's not of the lord at yeah. all so yeah no i love what bianca said just about i think talking about it and getting it out there mm-hmm. so me with my husband too like when i don't feel feel like I am enough like just expressing that to him and um yeah like there's so many areas and and just yeah (laughs) so I mean a couple specific areas I think that the Lord's just been working on me with is um I I'm not organized at all like I just don't I I my brain is not organized my like how I function isn't systematic and my husband is super organized and my daughter's really organized. And there's so many times that I'm just like, oh, if only you had a wife that was this way, or if only you had a mom that could like really track with you. And God's just been like, no, like 
I designed you to be Joey's husband. Like you're not the perfect wife, but you're the perfect wife for him. Mm-hmm. And like I designed, I gifted you Penelope for a purpose. And I, um, you're going to complete her and she's going to complete you. And, you know, and I think that ever since I've just kind of like dealt with that, like Joey's been able to step into my weaknesses and like we just moved into a new house and he's organizing the whole thing and making systems for me and for me to just be like, okay, I don't have to be that person, you know, like I feel like it's giving him this leadership and this way to help me and to step in, which has been just really beautiful. So, yeah. Yes, man. It, it really is something I have to like constantly keep in check from my heart because I feel like as far as what, what has helped me recognize those lies, I feel like, you know, like we're saying really parenting exposes it and, or at least it has for me has exposed that like lie of not enough. And when I really started to struggle with my oldest, uh, during like toddler years, that's when I really started kind of struggling with comparison and seeing how other people's families are operating, how other kids are responding to their parents. And just honestly, yeah, like you said, Alyssa, feeling so much shame and like, it breaks my heart to look back at me during that time. Like I just, it literally makes me teary thinking about how much shame I was feeling. And it's so easy, especially as a parent, like every night to go, was today a win or lose? Mm -hmm. And to like kind of score yourself because some days it feels like that, you know? Um, and it's hard not to assume it's all because of you. And so I feel like what really started to shift things for me, if I'm honest, is I like had this really vivid day at when I was at church and I was singing a worship, worship song and was just like praying and praising the Lord, but just like mostly praying that day and just was kind of being quiet. And I just felt like the Lord specifically told me a scripture for my son Mm. and told me how to parent him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i feel like there's so much like truly good wisdom out there and i still seek out true like wisdom if i can as a mom there's so much to learn and i think that's like a huge amazing great thing but the biggest piece of the puzzle is like (laughs) is the lord and his voice Mm -hmm. in it because my kids are so different than all of your kids. And it really took me, like I said, I think in the earlier podcast, it took me a while to really believe that. Like I could hear it, but I didn't really believe it. And so when I started seeing the success of hearing the Lord's voice, it really took the weight off of me mm-hmm. and like the pride, like you're kind of saying earlier, like the pride, like really at the end of the day, it is like a pride of what I do matters the most. And I really started kind of going on a journey with the Lord of what mom am I supposed to be? And I just started really praying and like asking the Lord for like pictures of what he wanted me to be. And I remember like just one that was like super pivotal for me is I like had this picture of someone in my life that was a really like an aunt in my life that was really a profound impact on my life. And was just her standing at the kitchen counter and she was just there and available. And a lot of times she was cooking or, but she was just there. It wasn't like there wasn't some big specific craft she was doing with us or some, you know, she wasn't 
doing something she was just there and she was a presence and so I feel like when I started to shift to like what is my identity as a mom like who am I called to be to my people that shifted everything for me and when I start to have those lies creep in because they still creep in I kind of bring it back to that um and just recently I think I was actually might have shared this with some of you guys other day just recently I had like a really big shift in my thinking with being enough that's for some reason I really started my husband is like a really amazing dad and so intentional with our kids to where like that's like made me just fall so much more in love with him and just been like wow like our kids are so blessed but it's it's so interesting how the enemy works because my first response is like like I hate to, it like breaks my heart to even say it out loud, but like they would rather, like he is the better parent. Mm -hmm. They would rather be with him than me or, you know, just start to believe those lies. And I just really started praying through it and confessing it to the Lord. And I was like in tears one day. And I think I even came, Alyssa, to your house just during that time and just like broke down, started like sobbing on the couch. Like I'm just feel like I'm not, you know, enough as a mom. And, um, just seeing like the success my husband is having in this area and just I'm not having that mm-hmm. and oh, and it was so interesting how the enemy was twisting that lie in my head because I just had this moment where the Lord just clears days I felt like spoke to me like no it's because you're not meant to carry all of this on your own that's why you have him too like mm-hmm. it's be like it is a blessing that they have him like he is such a good dad it's so that you don't have to do everything mm-hmm. so like he's your teammate he's and so instead of looking at through the lens of like I want to be as great of a as a parent as my husband it's like no like he is there to help lift that burden Mm -hmm. so I'm just felt really grateful for for like just those two major revelations in my life have really shifted things when I start to believe that lie as it creeps in yeah That's so good. And I'm wondering, I feel like there's a sense of we feel, correct me if I'm wrong, we feel the need deep down and we may not even be able to say it sometimes that we should be able to do it all. Oh, yeah. Or be it all or be the perfect Proverbs 31 Mm -hmm. wife, be um, the greatest mom. Where do you think that comes from? Like, where did we pick that up? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I feel like it's just a constant message throughout the day. I mean, hmm. Yeah. I mean, an easy go-to would be to say social media, right? But I feel like, for me, like, there's there's kind of, like I said earlier, like, there's a certain expectation I placed on myself for what I want for my family, yeah. for what I want for my kids and our, my vision for our life, which isn't, in essence, wrong. Like, that's no. a good thing to have goals and hopes and dreams. But really, that's, like, not necessarily, that's, like, putting my kids' dreams, like, that's me projecting what I think should happen in our life when that's not me giving our life to the Lord right Mm -hmm. that's like holding on tightly and saying this is how I want things and not giving it up to the Lord and if I'm honest if I'm really honest with myself the successes in my life if I look back on my story it's all been like by his grace Mm -hmm. like even there's so many things the Lord's protected me from so many people like I, I remember 
I used to really look back on my childhood and recognize how many people he handpicked in my life to pick up the slack where I didn't, where I wasn't getting some of the things that I needed. He brought people into my life mm-hmm. to help get me through those times, help help me where I needed help. Like he brought all those things. And so it's nothing that we, I mean, really it's trying to do it in our own strength. Mm-hmm. And like, I know I, I am really yeah, I'm trying to like renew my mind and that I'm recognizing like I can't protect my child from everything. I can't make everything a certain way. I have to entrust you, Lord, like with this child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is deep. <laughs> I think for me, and honestly, like when I sit and really think about it, and maybe it's my, you know, Enneagram or whatever all the things are. But I honestly just feel like, okay, well, if I can do everything and keep everybody okay, it, ge- it gives nobody a reason to leave. It gives nobody a reason mm-hmm. to, like, be upset or, like, like it makes everybody good. Mm-hmm. So if I can do it all, I'm in control I can figure out what everybody needs and make sure they all have it and I don't let anybody down. Then at the end of the day, nobody can be like, well, you weren't X, Y, and Z. You didn't do X, Y, and Z. And that's like a lie I've really had to work on and continue to work on. Um, But I don't think it's from anything. Maybe it's like some deep-rooted thing in my childhood or relationships or whatever that like the enemy is just like in, like sown this lie that I need to like rip the stitches out of and let God bind up. Um, but every once in a while that creeps back in. Like if I can just keep everything good, then no one can be unhappy. And if somebody's unhappy, that's the greatest failure. Like if someone's not okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Mm. So. Well, and I think that just goes back to um, Genesis 3. Like, I think women, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like women struggle with control a lot. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. am I wrong? And isn't that part of the curse is that we would want to control? And so I think that's a natural inclination that we have. And, um, and so I love that you're aware of it in the day to day and how to fight against it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I think for me too, is just, I think growing up, you know, you just have ideas of what you're supposed to be like. And like Sarah, like ideas of what your, your future is going to look like. And I think for me, just thinking that there was one standard mm-hmm. of like success as a woman or as a mom and not really taking into account um, personality and individuals and just different people's strengths and weaknesses. And so I think just, I think coming to grips with each person so different and, you know, am I enough, like our, each of our lives just looks so different. And so I don't need to live up to somebody else's standards, but what is the Lord calling me to do? Or what is my husband actually asking me to do instead of assuming that I know what he wants me to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, so let's just end on a high note. <laughs> um, what 
would you then encourage women that are listening that are maybe in the depths of feeling like, wow, I'm just not enough right now mm-hmm. um, with what something that the Lord has encouraged your heart with or just something that you would want to encourage them with? Mm-hmm. And I think, Bianca, maybe if you can go first, because I think that really plays in with your word of the year with abide. And I think that's such a beautiful what the Lord's doing in you is so beautiful, but that whole passage in John 15 about, um, I just was thinking just, you know, I think sometimes we can put so much expectation and pressure on ourselves, um, as humans, as women. And the Lord says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I feel like a huge part of that is then he calls us to abide in him. And when we abide in him, which takes work and effort, it's not just like a passive, like, sit and do nothing thing. Although there's totally like sit in silence, but abiding in him actually takes effort. But that effort is such a beautiful, freeing, surrendering thing. And it's not like we have to control and try to figure it all out or live in this fear. It's just like, I'm just going to be present with you and I'm going to abide with you and I'm going to hear your voice. And if you say go, I'll go. If you say stop, I'll stop. If you say sit, I'll sit. And I think the Lord has so much joy for us. And also it's just his burden really is so light. And so I think when we abide with him, we can like, that's what he calls us to do is to abide with him. And that's so much lighter than the pressures we put on ourselves. So I would love to hear you. I mean, I know you alluded to it last podcast, but just kind of talk about that and maybe any other encouragement that you would give for all of us. I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is even if I try to control it all, like it says in that passage somewhere and like, don't, I do not have it memorized that like no fruit is going to come unless I am abiding. So I can still work and strive and try to control, but like fruit is not going to come. So what is the point of putting all that pressure on myself? And honestly, the biggest thing I've realized is that if I was enough or if I was doing all the things and my kids wouldn't need Jesus, my husband wouldn't need Jesus. I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit and Jesus to be the Holy Spirit and Jesus to my kids and my husband and my people if I'm trying to swoop in every time and like do all the things for them. And so on days when it's hard or days when I like am like, okay, I'm not going to be able to be all the things. It's like, thank God I can't be all the things because then my kids learn they need you. They need you. Like it's just, and it takes that pressure mm, off of that's me. So yeah. yeah. And like there's days where one of my kids will do something and I'll discipline and they'll go away and they'll come back and they'll on their own like recognize what they did. I'm like, okay, Lord, that's you. That's you speaking. They might not know it yet, but that's you speaking to them. And like, okay. They need you and I need to let them need you. I can't be at all. So that's really helped me in that struggle. And then just, yeah, learning that, I don't know, learning about abiding. It's just been my thing. There's like this devotional I'm doing that's really good from like the 1800s. And I just like eat it up every day because abiding isn't passive. It isn't, it's active with the Lord. And it's just, Mm, it's been so amazing. So, but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be enough and I don't want to Mm. because I want my people to need him. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, if I, if I can think of a encouragement for mamas out there, people in this season, just struggling with not feeling like enough. I really, the thing that has gotten me through is just recognizing that I am a part of each of my individual family members story that I'm a part of it. And I can either join in God's will or I can try and do things in my own strength or make things a certain way. Um, and so really that like just viewpoint it takes a little bit of pressure off mm-hmm. and just really trusting that he has a story for each of them. He loves them way more than I love them. <laughs> he loves them so, so deeply and intimately and um, really just seeking the Lord's voice in all things. I feel like that was my biggest encouragement and thing that I that I want more of in my life is his voice and his heart for my children, how he sees my children. Mm-hmm. Um, been really trying to sit with my kids and um, it's really hard to teach your kids to hear the Lord's voice. But there's certain things I've been trying to do to like in praying with them, mm-hmm. trying to teach them to just sit in the quiet and and be just aware of the things that God's putting on their heart. And it's been really sweet to see some of the things that come out of their mouth. And like our God speaks to us. He encourages us. He loves us. He meets us where we're at. And he finds us and he treasures each of us. And I think that's the biggest thing is just knowing that the Lord is he's our shepherd and he's the one that's going to guide us. He's the one that's going to guide our children and if I can make it my first aim and first goal to hand them to him, I think that's why he gave me first Samuel is if I can, you know, give my child to him, like this is your child or this is not my child and give them to him and come along with them in their journey of hearing God and hearing him in their story. Then like, that's, that's the biggest and best thing I could do for my child. So. I think that's so good. And I think something just to remember is that like we're you're so precious and he knows that you're weak. Um, I think that's something that sometimes we try to we have these standards and like we're just like, Oh God, like I should be this way, but he knows that we're weak and I think we just try to fool him sometimes, then we get so shamed of ourselves and um but he still sees us as our finished identity. And um, he wants us to operate in that dependence on him, like you were talking about, Bianca, just abiding in the Lord. And um, But we don't have to be all, like Sarah said, like he is all and he can, he can come in those areas. And when we actually acknowledge that we need help in those areas, like that's when there's power and that's when um, we can operate in our giftings and also allow other people to operate in the places that they're supposed to um, in our life. So, yeah. So good. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, I hope this was an encouragement to you guys that are listening. I know it was encouragement to my heart and just digging in deeper of um, why I struggle with this and what the root is. And um, I think just really wow, like 
abiding in the Lord in it and crying out to him mm-hmm. and giving it to him and hearing his voice. And mm-hmm. I think for a while, if we're talking about the mom being a mom for a while, I just felt like I could almost blame it on. I'm not getting enough encouragement from other women. Mm-hmm. I just need to hear from my, and Jeff encourages me so much, but sometimes it's like different to hear it from an older mom. Like, yeah. can I just hear that I'm a really good mom or whatever? And mm-hmm. I, I blamed that almost and like, I'm not getting enough. And I think, um, it is so sweet to get that encouragement. And I think if you are an older woman listening, man, like your words to just tell a young mom, like you are doing so great. Your kids, I see this fruit in them. I'm so proud of you. That is like the sweetest encouragement ever as a young mom. Mm -hmm. But I think as a young mom or anybody, I think really like just going to the Lord and hearing his voice and his truth of who we are and asking him, being so honest with him, gut honest, like, man, Lord, I don't feel like enough in this area. Can you show me one, how to rely on you and really lean into your grace and trust you? But also, can you show me fruit here? Can you show me ways that you're changing me, transforming me? And I think he's so sweet in that. And like, just like you said, Jess, he really, he sees our glorified Mm -hmm. self. And I think we see ourselves so differently and so asking the lord like how do you see me how can i live in a way that is whole and holy and um really live in freedom from this lie of not being enough um and knowing that the lord sustains us and i think that's a thing i'm just getting from our conversation is that um man the enemy wants to put shame on us and keep us in this spot of feeling like enough where Whereas if we really relied on the Lord and rejoiced in our weaknesses, I think that it just draws us so much closer to the Lord and points to Him. Mm-hmm. And so I almost feel like as we're talking like these weights or shackles being like flung off of my shoulders, like, oh, there's beauty in humility and there's beauty in just admitting that mm-hmm. I don't have, I can't do it all or mm-hmm. I don't have the capacity as this person or... And I think as a mom, the thing is like, there's no, your baby's not born with a play-by-play book of exactly how to raise them, which would be really great. But it really is like, I feel like I'm crying out for wisdom every day, like every hour. How do I do this? What do I say? What's going on in their heart? And I think, but that's where the Lord wants us Mm -hmm. is to just be on our knees, seeking him and hearing his voice. And he meets us there and it, that's, that's all that he wants. He doesn't want us to have it all together or to, you know, all those things, all the fruit points back to him. And I love that abiding, like the fruit comes when we abide in him and he does the fruit work. So I hope this was an encouragement to you guys today. I will um, post on my Instagram about the podcast and would just love to hear your feedback of what was encouraging to you, what areas maybe where you struggle in this and what truth has really brought freedom and encouragement to your heart. So um, hope you guys have a great week. Love you guys so much. Bye.